welcome to Paraphobia Radio. I am happy to be here tonight. And with with me, like always, the shadow. And of course, our new helper, Sean. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing just fine, Ara. Anna, how are you? Oh, and it's fine and dandy. I can't wait to get this uh, broadcast started. I am very, very excited to have these two lovely people on. Um, it's an honor to have them here tonight. And uh, um, Shadow, would you introduce them to everyone? Well, all right. Uh, before I do that, I am going to do a couple of quick shout out. Uh, this show, as always, is streaming on Parapost Network Central. So if you mm-hmm. guys want to check out more shows, uh, if you have a podcast of your own and you'd like to stream to this network, you can find them on Facebook. Reach out to Brian Laverty or anybody else. They'll be more than happy to get you set up. And uh, Parapost is also sponsoring the Global Ghost Hunt, which is a, a stated by the name, a worldwide event. We have teams from all over that are going to be investigating some amazing locations. And this is a 10-day event. Uh, If you want to find out more information, check out www.globalghosthunt.com. Register your team, register your location, or just see who's showing up and find out ways to even volunteer. Uh, And with that out of the way, uh, we are going to get our guests on. Now, these guys, they have been on several shows. Uh, You can find them on the Travel Channel, Discovery Plus, as well as their new show, The Secrets of the Asylum, which can be found on Fox Nation. So definitely get on there, check them out. If you don't have Fox Nation, you can get a free trial and get their show. Uh, So without any further ado, uh, let's bring on Scott Porter and Stephanie Burke. Let me get up. There we go. Oh, I was going to say, what happened to Stephanie? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> She's in my. <MIA. laughs> well, welcome to Paraphobia Radio. It's a pleasure, guys, of having you here. And with with that said, I was like to start with Scott. Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I know you got a lot. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's funny because people always, you know, it's always a question that's asked. You know, tell us who you are. Um, well, I'm, I'm Scott Porter. Uh, I am from the great state of Tennessee. And uh, I've been on a bunch of shows. If you remember uh, Ghostland, Tennessee, Ghost Asylum, Haunted Towns, mm-hmm. Haunted Live, Go, uh, uh, Exorcism Live, um, all those shows. And of course, uh, now secrets of the asylum uh i've been paranormal investigating or ghost hunting uh a couple decades uh before that i was just really curious uh because growing up in the south you know uh, everybody has a story and it seems like down here uh the big time to tell stories is when families come together and you know late at night you know the kids are you know going to bed and (laughs) And some of the adults are are still up and maybe some of the older kids are up and people start telling stories. And, uh, you know, that was what really got me curious was all these people had stories and uh, I didn't have one. But yet everyone said that ghosts didn't exist, but everybody had a story. So it just kind of was this uh, weird situation that always made me question why, why do they have stories? And they just they say they don't exist, but I've never seen one. And then um, years later, I had an experience while I was in college that was a very vivid experience. Um, you know, it um, it involved with with my first experience. It involved sight, sound, smell, 
uh, it, it was the whole nine yards, um, a full-bodied apparition in a house that was uh, had no real depth of history to it. The land does, but not the house itself. Um, so you know that kind of just really turned me on to the uh, trying to find out you know what these entities are, why do they mm. make the appearances they make, and was it what is it that they want to tell us, uh, and, right. and why do they want to tell us that? Awesome. And here we are. That's awesome. Um, Stephanie, a little bit uh, what's going on with you. I know you have a lot with uh, being a medium and a lot of stuff with that. So let's tell us a little bit about yourself. So I grew up the exact opposite of Scott. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised in New England. And um, being a psychic medium, uh, I don't know what it's like to be normal. I was born with the abilities that I have. It ran in my family for 10 generations that I know of. Um, that genealogy traces back to the Mayflower, the Salem Witch Trials, and other prominent uh, figures in early American history, uh, mm -hmm. which is fascinating to me because I'm such a nerd. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> it's but... quite okay. We all are. <laughs> I didn't <Yes. laughs> know um, I was any different than anybody else until my grandmother passed when I was seven. Right. And that was just a realization. Nobody had to really explain death to me. It was just like a slap of reality and yeah. I just kept going from there. So it's something that I hid from for a really long time. Nobody wants to be different. Nobody wants to be outcast or nobody wants yeah, to feel no. like something about them is strange or different than everybody else. So it wasn't until I was in my mid teens that I started to really embrace I mean the nerdiness, the love for paranormal and supernatural and um the abilities that I had and kind of mixed them all together and started to um, publicly, I guess you could say, ghost hunt. Mm -hmm. uh, because before that, it was a lot of exploring with my dad, who was ghost hunting long before um, any of this was available to anybody. <laughs> he would right. take a um, yeah. uh, regular, you know, heavy duty um, actual camera uh, with different all films those, in it. Uh, shoulder and, uh, mounted ones you carried <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Um, not necessarily like actual photography cameras, oh, um, okay. not like a video camera. Still and um, <clears throat> yep. And like where you develop the film yourself. Um, oh, yeah. So he would be ghost hunting in, you know, the, the 60s, the 70s. Um, and my mom, of course, is where I got my abilities from. So my childhood wasn't exactly um, what everybody else expects, you know, as normal. Um, <clears throat> but fast forward to, oh, I don't know what year it was now. Um I think it was 2015 when I first started filming for TV. Before that, I just had a love of what I did. I love to explore. Um, I was a co-host on Spooky South Coast Radio, which a lot of people Ooh. are familiar with. Uh, they've been around for 20 years now. Um, wow. Or close to 20 years. I think we just hit 17 or 18. I can't remember. We didn't get to celebrate this year because um, my co-host had surgery. But I've been doing that for a long time. I was doing events all over the New England area for years and years to help raise money for historical locations. And I eventually nice. ended up on TV, which I never planned on doing at all. Anybody that knows me knows I'm very shy and um, <laughs> it's not my thing, but I felt like if I could help more people that way, then that's absolutely yeah. what I want to do. So I did an episode of ghost hunters when it was still on sci-fi. Um, I filmed nice. for kindred spirits 
during their first and second seasons and eventually um, moved on to, you know, one-offs here and there. I was able to do a documentary for Tubi called Famously Haunted Amityville. And I nice. ended up on Fox Nation with this bald guy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you I think missed... they can find you already. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, missed, you missed one TV appearance, though. What was that first one? What do you mean? What was that first TV appearance you did? What was that first one? About. You don't know what I'm talking about. You know that one? That first one? I can't think of what it was called. What was it called? I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. It was, it, was a long Uh-oh. Time, it was a long time ago. You were very young. Oh, no. Listen, you're done. You're done. <laughs> she's cutting you off. She's cutting you off. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <sighs> listen to oh, me. Boy. It wasn't, it was a, what was it? It wasn't Charlie Brown. What was it? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. It's got to be one of those right. shows. That's quite okay. She's like, don't That's talk okay. about that one. <laughs> I right. think it's cool. Nope, anyway. we're not going there. Okay, that's, um, that's saved for like a that's saved for like a, a a book down the road somewhere. Okay, trivia okay. question, whatever it might be. So, we're not so, going so there you, you guys need to be watching for our book. We'll be talking about her first appearance in TV. It was in children's. Oh, you're so, so mean. There we go. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, not at all. You have to embrace those things. I mean, Listen. I was in a tire commercial. Come on. Do you know what happens when the internet gets a hold of things like that? They're, they're going to be looking for me being the Michelin it. man now. What are good, you I hope about? so. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control. Oh, boy. Can't take you anywhere. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. We take over sometimes. We don't mean to. It's you know hard. what? <sighs> it's, it's all good. That's how it is here. You can do whatever you want. It's okay. It's, there's no rules in this room. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> no rules. I hate rules. I'm unhinged. Never. <laughs> yeah, she might have gremlin. Make... Don't feed him or get him wet after midnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife so, always, you know, has an issue with bringing me in public because I don't stay quiet sometimes. So when I yeah. see something stupid, I call it out. Yeah. And, you know, <coughs> or sometimes, you know, uh, to keep it as PG as possible, you know, I get a little handy with my wife. Yeah. I mean, I, I love her, you know, I, yeah. And, yeah. and she's always like, you know, just, just stop, you know, there's people over there, or there's camera, <laughs> or there's a cop walking up to the car, and it's like, you know, so? I tell Steph that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. But, you know, Aww. you mentioned having your show on Fox Nation. I'm mm-hmm. curious about this, because Fox Nation, you know, uh, Fox Network, has been, for the most part, a pretty conservative uh, network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that you guys got your show on Fox Nation, you know, That's first off, congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, how, did that, how did that uh, strike you guys when you heard that that show was going to be on Fox Nation? Well, uh, we, we actually, when we came to us and said something about it, we loved it because we were going to be the first on the network yeah. and the right. only ones on the network. Um, you know, we're the, the anchor show. And then, um, of course, then they purchased some other shows to, to fill in around the show, uh, mm-hmm. during Halloween. Uh, I think they purchased a season or a couple episodes of ghost hunters. And then they filmed a, uh, a haunted hotels kind of show there. Uh, but, um, it was, you know, it, it was an opportunity um, that, you know, we were like, okay, well, it's, it's a new platform. It is a new group of people that we'll have access to, to be able to show them what we do and, and enjoy what we do. Um, and um, it just, you know, it was different. Nobody else was really, you know, buying shows and putting shows out there. And they gave us an opportunity. And the, I think the biggest part 
that I can really say that I loved about them is that they were hands off. They were like, you guys go do a show. There's no script. There's no throwouts. There's no uh, direction that we're going to give other than go investigate. And then our producer, he was amazing. Rob is awesome. He's like, you know, the let the spirits write the show. There's no right. need to have any type of framework. We just, we show up and we do our thing. And um, not to mention when they said we were going to do a, a deep dive into one location, that was what we had always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so it was, a, it was like, it was a perfect match. Yeah. I have to say, um, I went ahead and take a look at Secrets of the Asylum. And I, to me, for why I saw it, I'm really, really impressed with it. Only because I, sometimes when you don't, hear evidence with other TV shows because you know they always end up cutting them out. Mm -hmm. But with this one, with the first few uh, episodes in the beginning, I heard exactly what you guys heard. Mm -hmm. Is that like the woman moaning yeah. in the back on the fifth floor, yeah. um, the water drip, yeah. Um, yeah. the chains. It was incredible. I was really, really impressed with it. Yeah, it definitely didn't disappoint. That's for sure. Um, no. It was... Very active. Yeah, um, but that was one of the big things that we did. We talked about that while we were there is that yeah. we were putting the show together. And I think you were the one that brought it up and said, take out all the music. Like, we don't need music while we're investigating. And like with, with the conversation with Rob, he was like, we're, right. that's what we're going to do. Yeah, right. he was on board with that completely. Yeah, um, We actually had somebody, I can't remember, I think it was while we were in Tennessee, and we were doing a talk about the show, and they said, please tell us that you're not going to be one of these shows. They're like, did you hear that? And all you hear is background music. And I yeah. told them, um, mm, yeah. you know, it's, it's something that everybody has become accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. not to say anything bad about paranormal TV, um, because we have many friends that work in the industry. We've had mm -hmm. successful shows um, or been guests on successful shows, but everything became cookie cutter. Yeah. yeah. It, it became the same show with a different cast. And I don't know if it's because it was put on by the same network or um, it just became a formula that everybody just kind of lazily followed. Like, oh, look, this right. worked for them, so let's do it too. But um we said to them, the reason why you hear music or spooky music when people are saying like, oh, did you hear that? Is because they didn't capture any audio. So they have to fill that time mm -hmm. with something for people to listen to. But what happens is they don't realize the audience is getting aggravated, turning up their volume, really trying to yeah. listen in. All they hear is music. So that yeah. was something that we didn't have to fight for, but we suggested and it was automatic. Like, nope, that's exactly what we're doing. You have yep. no worries whatsoever. Yeah, nice. I loved it. It was incredible. Like I said, you just don't hear it in other shows and yours we did. And it yeah. was the best thing. It was awesome. We had a great audio guy too. So, I do want to make a couple of quick shout out uh, for some of our viewers. Uh, we have uh, Speaking Ghost with A&L. We've had them on the show before. They're some really nice people. Uh, they got some good yep. stuff going on. Yeah, and uh, that's my team out in New York. <laughs> yep, and Nikki. Uh, thanks for stopping by as well as Todd. So thanks for stopping by. If you guys get the moment, you know, share this out, you know, and get more people in. Uh, everybody is welcome to uh, comment their questions if they want to ask our guests anything themselves. Uh, speaking of questions, Sean, do you have one? Uh, yeah, I have one for Steph. Um, sure. Being born with the abilities to see, hear, and communicate, 
and surrounded by energy. How did that make you feel knowing you could feel the energy around you when you were younger and how did you adapt to it? Um, so I always tell people, um, the best analogy I can give people is I was born with asthma, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it's like to breathe like a normal person, but everybody else does. Right. So if I were to get the chance to breathe through like a normal set of lungs, I'd probably be shocked. Um, you know, different things like that. If you guys think about things that you've dealt with in your life, um, you know, you're just accustomed to it. You don't know what it's like. So I always tell people I was born with these abilities. It's almost like a light switch that was turned on in my brain automatically. So I never got the chance to be without it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing accustomed to it wasn't a situation that I dealt with at all. I thought what I was experiencing was just normal everyday stuff. You know, my mother experienced things too. Um, the house I grew up in was built in 1792. Um, it's nice. historically used as part of the Underground Railroad. And what uh-huh. I saw all the time, I just thought was normal. You know, if you grow up, you know, from the time that you're a baby and you see other people walking around your house and you communicate with them, you don't think twice about it. You know, you have this knowing that, like, <laughs> they're not interacting with everybody, but they're interacting with you. Many kids have that experience. A lot of people chalk it up to just imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There was a ghost that used to walk from um, one doorway in my bedroom every night to, like, the, the doorway to exit. So, like, doorway from the bathroom to the doorway to exit every single night. When I was in bed, I would sit up. I would wave at him. He would say goodnight. I'd lay down, and I'd go to bed. No idea who he was. Um, never asked him. Just we had an understanding. We said goodnight every single night. Um, right. At some point in time in my life, I started to name them all Sir Simon because of the uh, movie from the 1970s, um, The Canterville Ghost. And it's about a little girl that befriends a ghost in a castle. And I remember that. So all of my, all of my ghosts were named Sir Simon at that point. Um, it was just normal. My parents just allowed me to be. They allowed me to be who I was. Um, they didn't push me in one way or another. The only thing that my mom started to tell me when it became time for like preschool was, um, you know, don't tell the other kids what color they are because I could see auras. Don't tell them who's around them. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll pick you up at 2.30. Don't get kicked out by I love you because <laughs> I went to Catholic school. <laughs> right. um, so it became something that was normal in the house. But if you went outside the house, you kind of kept it to yourself. And um, like I said, it wasn't until my grandmother passed away when I was seven that I suddenly realized I could see her physically one moment. And I could see her in the form that I saw all my Sir Simons in the next. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, you know, as they're saying, like, she died. I understood what death was in that moment, but nobody had to explain it to me. And it, it became this like overwhelming feeling of, oh no, this is what this is. It didn't change how I felt about it. It just made me feel um, eventually a little more strange. Like as I got older, um, I didn't want friends to find out I was different. That was, I think, the worst thing that I dealt with, especially in junior high. Like junior high and high school are probably the worst um, I don't know anybody that really enjoyed them. <laughs> um, no, I didn't really care for high school either. So I'm right there with you. It was hard. And, um, you know, being different and um, trying to hide, you know, psychic ability alone is tough enough. I would finish yes. people's sentences. I would, um, 
I didn't realize what I was doing, but when I was in junior high, the days of writing notes back and forth and leaving them in your friends' lockers because cell phones were not a thing yet. I'm that old. Oh, yeah. Um, so I would write, you know, advice to my friends, you know, whether, you know, whatever junior high kids are worried about, friendships, boyfriends, whatever. And my advice would constantly come to fruition. So my friends would joke and call me, you know, oh, you're like a fortune cookie. And I didn't realize <laughs> later on um, that I was essentially running a service that I could have charged for, you know? Like, um, yes, definitely. I thought I was really good at advice for a while. So um, it was really interesting. Um, and I think even in high school, not many people knew, like very, very, very close people to me that had been to my house or things like that understood. But other than that, um, I really didn't tell the world until... I was out of high school because like who wants to deal with bullying no you don't want to yeah no. especially through high school and everything is the worst thing ever so yeah. i i totally understand where you're coming from with that so by the time i get out of high school um i believe ghost hunters had already aired on sci-fi so people were mm -hmm. starting to um become intrigued with the paranormal and it made it a little bit easier to tell people like i like ghosts too I love history too. Um, I really did try for a little while. Like when people would ask me like, Oh no, I just really love paranormal investigating. <laughs> please don't out me as a psychic medium. I would beg people. I'm like, please don't do it. I remember the first time somebody posted about me being like on their radio show as a psychic medium. And I, I quite literally had a panic attack. I hate attention. Uh, wow. Scott will tell you like everywhere I go, like, please, if I could throw a blanket over my head, I would like, I'm just Aww. a shy human. <laughs> so I panicked because I'm like, how are people going to react to this? Because everybody right, always yeah. has to have an opinion, right? Um, Absolutely. It took me years to be comfortable enough with it to really um, put my knowledge out there, put my abilities out there. Um, I can tell you, I still don't love, you know, doing a gallery reading in front of 200 people. That's absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think for anybody. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, you know, I, I embrace what I do now, now that I'm much older than, than I was then. Yeah. It took you understand it more. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So I, I definitely I I answered it. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from because I can't relate. I'm also, um, get the medium as well. Mm -hmm. And we totally are almost the same where you're coming from with your gift and your, I would never want to do a gala of 200 people i would freak i'm <laughs> stage frightened and everything else and it's like yep. because you don't want to say something wrong or get something wrong and then you're like oh now you're frozen and then what are you gonna do so i totally understand where you're coming <clears throat> from i also got my gift from my mother's sister's side as well mm -hmm. so you and me have a lot in common which is kind of spooky <laughs> i could totally yeah. relate with you yeah like 100 I, I, I also got my gifts from my mother's side as well mm -hmm. so i i can understand that and it comes back to the celtics and stuff like that yep. as well that's where mine comes so. from yeah. yeah i have people tell me that i should talk to somebody because i i freak myself out um <laughs> okay so there was this conversation i'm not going to say name because the person involved is still not comfortable talking about this mm -hmm. but there were two women involved and i was in the conversation and the whole conversation i kept getting this image of a white car under like a street light 
and it just bugging me and bugging me and finally i'll just like all right does the white car mean anything to either one of you and i'll start one of the girls her face just dropped in color and she stopped talking for the rest of the night well a few days later she messaged me saying i'm really sorry about freaking out but 20 years ago i was kidnapped and held captive in a white car mm. and ever since then when i get these little flashes i do everything i can to shut them down because well one is they're not always pretty right and sometimes they trigger a certain emotional response that I can't understand because it's not something I would go through. Mm-hmm. When you guys were doing the secrets of the asylum, did you come across a situation where, you know, Stephanie, you felt something like that, uh, something that wasn't explainable to you, and then Scott, you were able to corroborate that with some sort of uh, evidence through EVP or uh, any kind of situation, or was there something that just tied everything together for you guys in that moment so the i think the main thing that scott and i do um and you know he can give his answer as well the or the thing that i think i love most about what we do together is i will do a walkthrough or part of an investigation you know for us this was a lot of people don't realize we were on um scene at eloise for about six Mm -hmm. weeks investigating wow um this wasn't just you know a week-long thing uh we were there we'd go home we'd come back we'd go home we'd come back for like two weeks at a time um so an initial walkthrough is what started it but we would have different investigations on different nights where that would help us um that would help us write the next episode um you know what we're going to look into or what we're we're doing that night so my favorite thing to do because I'm not allowed to know anything at all walking into a place. Right. Yeah. Um, Scott's allowed to know more. And it's really, <laughs> really difficult because uh, he's really good at secret keeping. Um, there is nothing I can do to get him to tell me anything. So, uh, he, like one thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's tried waterboarding me and everything else. This is wow. <laughs> so, liar. Um, but when it comes down to it, I'll give Scott actually carried a little notebook around with him. Um, and he wrote down every single word that I said, and he and our research team would take that. Actually, they'd be listening to me live as well, but Mm -hmm. they would take that together and they would dig for actual historical documents that backed what I said. Right. And I don't ever want to, um, rely solely on like a REM pod or a K2 meter or, you know, or something of that sort. Um, we use Echovox, which is um, yeah, I saw that. It's not your typical spirit box. Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of spirit boxes um, because they are easily manipulated. Um, yeah, Echovox is just phonetic sound bites. So right. we do use different things like that to corroborate um, historical evidence, but we do heavily rely on historical documents. Yeah. Now the Echovox, that's the one that's made by, uh, I believe, uh, Big Bear Tech. Uh, Danny Roberge Danny is his Bear. name. Yeah. Okay, because I mean, there, there's, uh, there's an Echovac that I've used. And it's like, <laughs> Jack, like you said, it's just sound bites that just cycle through, you know, and they pick out or they use whatever to communicate. So I was just kind of wondering if that's the same thing. It's uh, it's an app. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's literally the only app that I really 
I mean, there's lots of apps out there. I'm not knocking any of them, but I, I've talked to Danny and, you know, we've had conversations about Echobox. It's legitimately the simplest programming that there is. All it does is randomly scan these sounds and play them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a connect to the GPS of your phone. Uh, it doesn't have a way to, um, to listen to you and then mm -hmm. search the interwebs for some type of word right. to say. Uh, it's it's completely standalone uh, hyper scanning sounds and and then plays the sounds that it that it's triggered by. Um, and when I the best part about the Echo Vox is when I asked Danny when I was I was riding on the road I'll never forget it I said okay I have got to speak on TV live about this <coughs> thing and how it works I said just wow. Danny give me a quick download of how it works and he goes. Brother, I I don't know how it works. Right. Yep. And I was like, okay, I have high respect for you now. <laughs> just, <I> just, <laughs> you just told me that this is your toy and your tool, and it's weird and strange, and it does cool stuff, and you have no clue how it does it. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So he is the creator of Echovox. There is only one program out there called Echovox. Um, okay. if that helps answer the question or for yeah, people that are I, listening. Yeah, it's, it's um, black and gold or yeah. kind of orange. Yeah. That's it. It's, yep. um, it's a yeah, triangle. Yeah, that's the one I use. I love it. it yes. Yep. Yeah. We started using it, um, myself and my co-host Tim Weisberg on Spooky South Coast Radio. We started using it when Danny first developed it over a decade ago. And mm -hmm. um, I introduced, actually, way more than a decade ago because um, mm -hmm. I introduced you to it almost a decade ago now, yep. which is crazy to think about. Um, I think my favorite part of those, um, you know, not only what Scott mentioned, it can't infiltrate um, or something can't infiltrate it, you know, like a GPS location right. or, um, yeah. you know, sound banks or anything like that. We have tested it um, in so many different manners because um, that's how Scott and I investigate or part of how we investigate is we will test things um, to kingdom come to make sure that there is no way that you can walk away going, it could have been this. We want right. that definitive answer. Um, we have heard it speak foreign languages. Wow. We've had to get interpreter, like complete interpreters in different parts of the world to say, do you understand what this is saying? And they can translate it for us, no problem. Um, they can speak a foreign language to it, and it'll answer back perfectly in a foreign language. So We've that even has had been... it speak dead languages. Yes. <laughs> wow. No kidding, like ancient Hawaiian. That is, yep. like, wow. Un like University Hawaiian is one thing. The ancient language is the is the uh, the language that's only spoken by the Kahunas on the island, and well, it's like there was Samoan. Correct, and it's right. it's handed down by family. It's not written, yep. so you yeah. can't oh, go out okay. here and Google it and study it. You ha yep. it has to be handed down to you from your family. Wow. So, I didn't um, know that. <laughs> That's all new to me. Cool, cool stuff. Yeah. It is really cool stuff. We love Echo Vox for that reason, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I always wanted one. Um, the Spirit Box, like you said, like I like the Spirit Box and everything, but sometimes you can't really tell what it's trying to say. There's too much going on at once, and mm -hmm. you don't know if you're going to have multiple spirits or is playing games with you yeah. or... And it's just a radio wave coming through. Yeah. So yeah, what you guys are using, uh, I like that a whole lot better. Like you said, you get more better responses with that. 
instead yeah, of a spirit I'll, box. I'll send you the link for that app later on after the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I literally, I just had a conversation with someone about spirit boxes and, and echo box and, and the reasons <laughs> why we use it. But um, so many people have gotten used to spirit boxes and, and they use them incorrectly. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they listen oh. to the radio transmissions and the way it was originally created, it was a shack hack. Um, yes. Back when Radio Shack was around, <laughs> um, I remember making the Shack hacks. Yes, I'm not not yeah. dating ourselves or anything. No, um, no, but, we're still young. We swear. <laughs> but um, the the thing about it was it it was it was a filter in there that removed the static between the stations, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you did the Shack hack remove that that filter so that way you got that static in between stations, and it was in that static and white noise where those voices right. would come through, and that's yep. what you're supposed to be listening for. The problem is, is over time people have they've watched TV, they've listened to what happens on TV and and they're like, Oh my gosh, I can do this. They grab it. They go out, they start investigating. And let's say they're in Boston and they're downtown and they're near the ocean front or the waterfront and they turn their radio on and it goes through and it says T and they're like, Oh my God, it's a ghost from the Boston tea party. (laughs) You know, (laughs) no, it's an advertisement about, boba tea over here on the corner you right. know if anybody's yeah. been to boston you know how big boston sports are you're going to hear the word boston oh, over yeah. and over and over again so people are in boston and they're like can you tell us the name of our location boston, boston. and people lose their minds yeah. we're like no kidding really that, <laughs> you know that was big joe on the go let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we love things that really give you that definitive, like, what just happened. And there's yeah. no way that you could possibly explain that. Right. So, Sean? oh, go ahead, Sean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I thought, Aaron, I thought Aaron was going to say something. No, well, no. I'm calling you to ask if, if you got a question. Oh, um. What kind of protection do you guys carry with you? Do you guys carry crystals, uh, obsidian, anything like that when you come into certain places? I don't. Uh, (laughs) I I honestly don't. Okay. I've had, I've had people give me things before, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a religious guy. My faith is pretty strong. And, you know, and, you know, and I've always said a prayer before I do anything that's, you know, every day, you know, there's always a right. prayer that's said for, you know, protection of God be around us. And, you know, that's one thing I put my faith there. I also believe from, you know, our, our standpoint of, of what we do in our investigations that if, you know, our ancestors are out there, they're going to really be paying attention and be pay, and, and be protecting us as well. Right. Um, you know, some of us, we are more uh, connected and grounded in our ancestral, mm-hmm. uh, origins than what others are. Um, uh, and, and some ancestral origins, uh, are, are different than others. Um, mm-hmm. I happen to be a descendant of a, of a Cherokee chief. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, I think that's one of the things that really comes across when I'm in locations that are, uh, uh connected to the, uh, indigenous or native people. Um, right. 
I can tell you that I, you know I've investigated locations where people, and, and not just one or two people, but many people have said they felt very uncomfortable. And and I'll go in and I'm like, why do you think this is uncomfortable? It feels like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And you start digging into the history of it and you find out why, because it has some type of deep connection to you know, ancestral natives. <clears throat> and so, you know, you make that, those connections by doing the research too. And, and you, you have a different respect. And, and one of the things that I know Stephanie said all the time is that intentions are right. huge in what mm-hmm. we do. And, and so many people, when they do investigate their intentions, I'm not saying they're not pure, but they are not conducive to carrying out what those spirits want to get across to you. Mm-hmm. And, and so in some of those situations, it, it's, it's going to seem more adversarial or more um, um, not as friendly. And, and, right. and so, and people are like, oh my gosh, it's a demon. No, you just made it <coughs> mad. Um, right. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, you just, you just made it mad. It doesn't like you. Right. Uh, move along. You know, that's all you yeah. can say. Um, you know, demons, um, uh, elementals, different creatures, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly what we deal with are, are going to be nice or just, just mad spirits. But think- that's, that's my protection. <laughs> I mean, that's a great way to um, to answer that. And I think that this answer could probably take me the next three hours covering every that's okay. <laughs> type of thing. But um, while I, I don't knock crystals at all, I've actually taught classes on them. I'm very, very well versed in them, their properties, what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but crystals are used almost like tuning forks. Mm-hmm. So um, whatever the property of obsidian you know, we'll say, since you mentioned that one, your body will um, <clears throat> be like a tuning fork to that particular crystal's energy. How is that protecting you against something negative? Um, all it does know. is it's absorbing, or you're hoping it's absorbing negative energy, but it's not going to suck a demon into the stone. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Um, no. Unless you're throwing the crystal at something, it's not going to protect you from much. Um, having knowledge of you know, like Scott mentioned, where you are, the history of where you are, respecting um, the people of that location and the culture of that location, um, understanding energy and having knowledge and energy and how it works is also really important too. So, um, you know, I, I can out you now too, but I've been a Reiki master teacher for a very long time and I um, certified Scott in that as well. So that way he kind of understood <laughs> the idea of energy and manipulating energy in a way that you want to and need to in order to protect your own energy, but also to understand the energy around you as well. So having that knowledge um, also helps you while you're in a particular situation that you might not want to be in, you know, putting yourself in the line of fire. I never agree with, you know, anyways, like if something is (laughs) reportedly God awful evil happened there, um, you know, you can think of the worst possible paranormal situation, right? I don't understand what really attracts people to go, let's go poke the bear. Let's right. do it. You know, <laughs> um, you know, maybe have somebody that can understand what's happening there. Um, if right. it's happening to multiple people, go in and try to figure out, tell you exactly what's happening. And then, you know, really try to fix the situation or say, yep, sorry, it's too dangerous. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's an angry elemental. Um, we I can't remember where we were, babe, but 
we had a location where um, people were losing their minds. Um, wow. Overly emotional. They were saying, like, there's such evil here. We walked in. It was a bunch of Native American spirits that were really upset about what happened to the location. Yes. And to them right. at the location, to their bodies at said location, mm-hmm. um, their, wow. their graves were torn apart. Um, That's and terrible. Just, it was horrible. Two so, Rivers yeah. Mansion. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure if you wanted to say it or not, but, you know, okay. we it's walked a, it's in. An <laughs> and we have this situation. They're like, no, it's evil. No, it's not. Um, you disrespected greatly not only this people, the chief, and its culture. You have to make that right. Yes, but, absolutely. You know, we, you know, we both have Native American blood, so we're able to go in there and, you know, have a conversation with respect and get to the bottom of what's happening. I can't prove to you that that's going to happen every single time for the rest of our lives. You know, sometimes it might right. be something that we have to call somebody else in. Um, right. Sorry, my dog. Um, no, that's okay. When we're in Hawaii, now we both have and have been blessed with um, being welcomed into um, Native Hawaiian families in Hawaii. We have ancient um, markings on us um, that are very particular to their ancestors. And um, I feel blessed that we've been able to do that. It doesn't mean we can walk into any Hawaiian location and tell the spirits there what to do. That right. type of thing, I can promise you a thousand percent because I've dealt with it for the last, I don't know how many years. I'm calling in an expert when we go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not handling that myself because I'm not fully equipped to do so. Um, I don't know everything about their culture. I don't know everything about how it works. And I don't want to be disrespectful to the spirits or the deities that are there because they are very much alive and very well and um, will chew you up and spit you out if you do not follow the rules. Wow. Yeah. We watch it to happen. I can definitely agree with you on a lot of things, Stephanie, because my mentor used to be a Reiki master. She's taught me a lot. And I've also have access to a shaman that I've been taking shaman healing classes and stuff like that. So and having the markings like you're talking about because i've got several markings of my own mm-hmm. so i can i can understand where exactly where you're coming from with the energy and all that stuff as well yep um i think it's just it's respectful at the end mm-hmm. of the day it's respectful to know the culture yes. know yep. the entities and understand um and also you know like i said we were welcomed <clears throat> into the hawaiian culture neither of us to our knowledge has hawaiian blood um but because there were ceremonies done we're accepted into that but for the most part he and i follow our own cultures i grew up um amongst many different cultures it's very common nowadays for people to grow up with no culture um which i think is so strange because mm-hmm. i don't know what that's like um very similar to i was born different but um having that knowledge in my own culture has helped me in so many different ways and i know it's helped scott as well Wow, that's a whole level of knowledge I just learned. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> that's awesome. um, well, I'm glad you brought up about, you know, stones and what they're supposed to do because I carry stuff with me <coughs> as well, thinking that it's going to protect me. People tell me things that, you know, you should have this, you should have that. But nobody tells you to carry a cross with you, <laughs> of all things. 
Right. You think having that better than having stones will be a lot better, or it's different because people don't always believe with the with the crosses. They more believe right. in other things. Yeah. Um, I think you know we'll probably answer the same, but you know he'll have his answer too. But I always tell people, like, yes, do are you Christian? Are you Catholic? Do you believe in Jesus or God? And right. a lot of people will just think. I think I think it was actually a girl on our crew. I'm sorry, I have to pick up my yeah. short dog because she can't get no, in bed. Okay. I'll keep talking. Um, <laughs> and she keeps fighting me too. So um, I remember. Okay. Success. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when, um, <laughs> oh, good. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think it was a girl on our crew that came to help for a few nights that was wearing a cross. Mm -hmm. And she was yeah. terrified of Eloise. And she had said to us, like, oh, well, that's why I'm wearing this. And I'm like, are you religious? She's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. then, honey, it's not going to help you. Um, yeah. But I looked at her. And I was you like, got a false worry. idol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like they want me, not you. So you're pretty, you're pretty safe. Don't worry about it. And um, right. you know, laughed it off and went home that night. But you know, I say to people like, wearing the star of David. If you're not Jewish, that doesn't mean anything. You don't even understand the history or or the meaning behind it. Same right. thing with a cross. A cross is a little bit more um, accepted in like pop culture and everyday, mm -hmm. you know, everything. Um, it's depicted in so many different TV shows or movies and. Um, people think that they have an understanding of it, but unless you study it and you understand um, and have been tortured through Catholic school for years and years and years, you know, if you know what that's like, um, <clears throat> then you really understand what the meaning is behind that, or you grew up with deep faith and you understand what that's like. Um, but if you don't believe in it and you don't have a belief at all, right. you know, what, why is Jesus going to protect you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never you never spoken to him before, never prayed, never did anything. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's different. <laughs> Very true. Um, uh, actually, I got a question for Scott. Um, I feel bad that we haven't talked to him too much. Mm -hmm. Um, in the secret of asylums, oh, I have to ask this question because I'm very eager to because how it happened. One of your producers has gotten <laughs> hurt. Uh, by scratch what how did you handle that situation and especially with stephanie's abilities do you ever get nervous if she ever gets god forbid into that position how would you handle it uh okay let's see here uh number one let's let's talk about stephanie for a minute there you know if it, <laughs> it is she is very conservative in in what she does when she's investigating mm -hmm. and is um always looking to be sure that there's protection around her and me when we're in there investigating right absolutely um so so she handles that very well and if at any point in time that we feel that there's a situation that is getting out of hand uh then either one of us will grab the other and be like hey listen we need to step out we need to take we need to get away from this and and that's just right do. we have a safe word um, <laughs> I don't remember it now. Oops. I do. Uh oh. Okay. Um, but <laughs> anyway, we have a, we have a safe word and that way it, it, when it's said, it, it's one of those things that just, we know it. And when it's said, it triggers. And then we just, we, we remove, we remove ourselves from the situation. Right. Um, in, in the show, this was, this was a very unique situation that happened. 
Um, I saw. <laughs> out of <laughs> out of all my years of investigating, I've seen umpteen hundred people come out mm -hmm. and say I've been scratched by a ghost, and I look at it mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Well, you just went in the bathroom." And I don't, yeah. you, know, you know, nobody's really acknowledged you all night. I think you want a little attention. So I think maybe, maybe you rubbed mm -hmm. your back against the wall. Maybe you did this or maybe you did that. Yeah. So I've really always had a, a, a healthy skepticism <laughs> of that type of physical interaction. I mean, I've been pinched and, and I've been touched, but out of all yeah. the places I've been, I've never been physically accosted. I've never been scratched like that. And right. in this particular situation, as the night was building, when we were there, we could feel the energy around us. I mean, it was so apparent. We had had pieces of, of concrete thrown at us down the hallway, um, yeah. you know, just coming out of nowhere. And My hair was pulled. your hair was pulled. Things had happened mm. all night long that we couldn't. Oh, no. I mean, we, we, we heard <laughs> no, no. things. <laughs> You know, we heard things rush up behind us and, you know, mm -hmm. you turn around to look, see what it was. And there's not, you know, nothing there, no more movement. It's just the rush of whatever. And then it's gone. And so in that particular instance, Steph and I both were looking straight at that camera guy and he's sitting there filming us and he caught our attention because when he went in, when he stepped into that room, he bumped the camera against the door frame. And so, you know, we're shooting with 4K cameras. These rigs are, you know, a couple mm. hundred, three hundred thousand dollars each. And mm. so when he bumps it, we're like, <gasps> you know, oh, don't <laughs> don't do that thing you just did. You know, that's that's going to cost money. And and so it caught our attention. And so we're both looking at him as we're continuing trying to feel the feel the location and connect to the location. And then all of a sudden he throws the camera down and wow. he comes rushing out of the room and he says, and he didn't say something scratched me or something bit me. He said something is stinging me. So yeah, I saw that. Our thoughts are, you know, it, he must have a wasp or something that's gotten his, his shirt. And I'm, she's over there getting in front of me, like trying to pull his shirt up. And I'm like, you're allergic to them. Get the heck back. What are you doing? <laughs> you big dummy. Um, but, um, you know, we're sitting there looking and he's like, just pull my shirt up. And she asked him, you know, and, and, and I think that initially she met, thought maybe he, he was having a heart attack and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was like, okay, we're having a medical thing, but I heard him say something that was stinging him. So I, then I keyed into that. And so she pulled his shirt up and when she pulled his shirt up and we saw the scratches, initially they were just red marked scratches and, right as we watched it or looked at them, you, you could see the blood starting to ooze from the scratches. And I'm like, immediately my mind goes back to all these times that everyone else has gotten scratched. And I'm like, okay, I'm calling bullshit. And, and I'm looking and I look at his shirt and it's one of those uh, golf shirts. It's a wicking, uh, a sweat wicking shirt. So it wicks sweat away from you. So it's real slick and real fine thread. And I look at it, there's no blood on the shirt. So, you know, it's right. a fresh scratch yes. and pulled the shirt down and looked at the outside of the shirt. And there was not a stitch nope. that was pulled or out of place. Right. And, and like, 
he never rubbed against anything. He bumped a camera against the door, but that wouldn't have put the scratches in multiple directions like something was attacking him. Yeah. Um, that was literally... And his the, skin was ripped. It yeah, wasn't, it was ripped. Um, it wasn't just a scratch. Like, if yeah. you were to take a fingernail and scratch across somebody, like, there was individual little rips yeah. um, where, like, rip clean skin rip clean skin on the big ones that were bleeding Ow! Yeah, and then all strange. over they were not in the same direction there yeah. was multiple scratches all over the his back in all different directions like something just kept going like this it's, it, um, it's like it reminds me of if you've watched 13 ghost the cage head yeah. yes. that comes screeching down the hallway yeah, yeah. it yeah. reminds me of something that of that <laughs> nature that would have attacked somebody um, right you know and of course thanks for that visual well, you know, mm. I thought I could help. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sleep, sleep well. Um, Thanks. But, you know, it was one of those things like, uh, I've, I've seen it before, but I've never seen it happen like this where it was right in front of me and there's no logic that I can apply yeah. to debunk how it occurred. Mm. So I have to say <clears throat> that was my first time witnessing someone get scratched like that. Yeah, in real wow. time. Especially for all the years you have done this. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God. I've seen people come out and say, oh, I've been scratched after the fact. Yeah. And, right. you know, you know, like you're, you're, you're finished investigating. Everybody's cleaning up. We're eating pizza. Somebody goes to the bathroom, comes out and goes, oh my God, I'm scratched. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Just now. Okay. Um, or a lot of people say, right like, of I have three marks. Yeah. Um, and three is a sign of this or that or you know something crazy. And I'm, I always told people, like, just relax. It's fine. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not life ending. Well, I do know that a lot of times people assume that three is the mocking of the Trinity, which right. is true. Uh, but culturally speaking and historically speaking, three has been a sacred number in a lot of religious beliefs. Right. Yeah. So I almost feel like sometimes where you're investigating will determine as to whether or not you're dealing with a demonic entity. Also, if you think about it, um, and not to derail our entire conversation, but if a demon wants to get you, (laughs) it's not going to take three demonic fingers and lightly scratch your forearm and then be on its merry way. Yeah. Um, If it's going to get you, it's going to infiltrate your entire body very quietly and calmly so nobody notices and then possess you over a very long period of time and isolate you from everything until it eventually wins mm-hmm. um you know it's not um it's not going to be like scratch bye have a great night <laughs> yeah. demons so, have a very specific job and yeah. you know it's 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 interesting or demonic to hear. entities or whatever we want to call yeah. them yeah, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> just like just like some elementals that yeah. are yes. summonsed in some cultures or ever how they've done it yep. um, have a specific job. And, and those critters can be pretty gnarly and, yeah. and people oh, yeah. think they're demons and they're just, they're protectors or they are yep. there to ensure that anyone who crosses them for eons to come uh, feels the wrath of those that were wrong before them. Yep. Right. Yeah. So. I've learned in all my research, the two main things that I've learned when it comes to, uh, the supernatural one is that not everything is evil yeah. a lot of times we miscategorize things as evil just because it goes it's against dark and whatever yeah. and yeah. yeah um and also uh, i have a problem and i see this a lot on youtube i have a problem with people that like to call themselves expert mm. only <laughs> because these things have been walking around the earth 
for millennia before mm -hmm. we were even consciously <laughs> yeah. aware of our own existence. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we've only been practicing <laughs> a spiritual practice for, you know, if you look at, if you put the history of the world on a clock, the amount of time we've had to practice spirituality has only been a few seconds. So this idea that we have of people saying, oh, I'm an expert. I know, I know all about this or, you know, I know all. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Back yeah. that up. Yeah. And, 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 and two, to, to, to blow your mind further. Um, uh oh, we, all we know is, is what has been recorded mm -hmm. for the, for the past few thousand years. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, we are now seeing evidence of even older humanity where right. there's nothing written from, from those societies. There's nothing mm -hmm. that is available to us from those societies. And right. we, we don't have a timeline of them. And, and if you think about this in our world, and of course I'm one of these people that thinks way outside the box. If you think about <laughs> it, we've had this society going for a certain number of thousands of years. And over that time, we've progressively moved forward in some way, shape or form. But if you look at the amount of time, we really haven't moved that far forward. Mm -hmm. right. But if you have a great disaster that occurs, so let's, let's talk mm -hmm. about super volcanoes. Let's talk about, uh, you know, any type of earth movement that removes society from the face of the earth. And then for eons, it may take for it to return. You know, maybe there's some left somewhere, but they may take eons to return. Think about all the knowledge that's lost because I may have some medical knowledge, but I don't have the knowledge that a physician would have. So if all the right. physicians are gone, that knowledge is gone. If those books are destroyed, that's gone. If those mm -hmm. scrolls are destroyed, that knowledge is gone. You know, there's, right. uh, there's so much that could be missing out there that we don't know. And Anyway, I, I can I can go deep in that wormhole. I'll just stop. <laughs> hey, how I'm many, ready to sit back and listen, so I'm all good. <laughs> how many civilizations and cultures were destroyed by other people just wanting control? Yeah, yeah. right. And wanting to convert yeah. them. Um, you know that happened to the Celts. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. When you you talk about um, you know people calling themselves experts, I had this yeah. discussion with a mentorship group the other night, and um, I used a quote to um try to make them understand like what would make somebody an expert right right, um, right. just because you have investigated in your small region of where you live for 50 years you might be an expert in that particular place but it doesn't make you an expert on the entire you know subject because there's still right. so much more to learn yeah. i think um anybody that feels like they finally arrived um, rather than continuing to learn and grow, you know, mm -hmm. your knowledge is going to stop at that moment that you yep. stop. Um, the quote that I used is the world is a book and those who do not travel read only one page. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think going out there and, you know, Scott and I have done a little bit of it. We seek to do more. Um, but, you know, it takes time. Obviously there's, there's a lot of places in the world and there's places that none of us will ever see because mm -hmm. nobody can get there easily. Um, right. but 
investigating or soaking up because we can't say like every single place we go, we do a paranormal investigation. Most of the time we're soaking up the history. We're soaking up the culture. We're soaking up the, the stories of their people and understanding how they view. Hmm. Something trying to get your attention. That just flew across the room. I can't make that up if I tried. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, it was house. like, why? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, Is everything okay? <laughs> you know, welcome basket, to a house from the 1700s. Um, <laughs> babe, the basket that I have like all the hair products in on the yeah. corner of the mantle, yeah, that uh -huh. it just picked itself up out of the basket and flew toward my bed. Oh. Um, okay, so, anyways, maybe they don't um, want you telling our secret. Great. <laughs> um, okay the poor dog is like get me off this bed now it flew out <laughs> um, so what I was trying to say hopefully nothing else falls out um, <laughs> when, when you're able to soak up all of those things um, and, and be welcomed into it and understand how the world views their culture the world views their particular supernatural beliefs their their religious beliefs um you come to learn more about how we're all the same but how we're different you come to learn the um the layers of history the layers that have been lost to history um scott and i love rewriting history if we can we've done that you know a few times you know whether it be small um but finding discrepancies in historical documents through you know a ghost telling us what happened um i think is just absolutely fascinating but being able to experience something other than what you know we've been able you know just for an example i grew up in new england you know that's very old compared to the written history of where Scott grew up in the south obviously much more happened there but you had a lot of people shoved out not written down um, when it came to their culture or their anything, their people, um, you know, for means of control at that point. People lived there for thousands of years and nobody bothered to um, keep that in history, in recent history. We traveled over to Europe. That history is written far older than what, you know, America has been. I had that argument with my Irish cousin the other day. She's like, so your country is so new. I'm mm -hmm. like, no, it is not. It's as old as yours. <laughs> um, well, there's nothing new about it. Trust me. You've we, heard of Pangea. And some of them came right. over here. Right. My argument was Pangea. Yeah. Dinosaurs. We're, we're, they were right. on every finding, continent. We're finding more and more all the time that they yeah. traveled more. So Yeah. But, you know, their written history is older than ours. Yeah. Um, their structures are still standing, which is absolutely fascinating. If you guys mm -hmm. have never been in a castle in Europe, it's just, you know. No, I amazing. wish. I wish. I would love to. Um, you have to. But to experience spirits that are from the 1500s as opposed to spirits from like the 1700s like the one that just threw something across my my room um or you know 1800s and early 1900s like i've come across in um tennessee it shows you so much about the world and it's fascinating yeah. and people people don't care about people anymore they don't want to no. know these things um no. but i'm that nerd that will always do that and i'm gonna drag him along with me <laughs> so yeah. wow we're a very me society and and, and what i tend yeah. to tell people is that they're not professional they're not they're not experts in the field but what right. they do have in the field we have people who are professionals mm -hmm. uh, and, and there's a certain uh way to conduct yourself and a certain way to think and a certain way to operate as a professional 
where you can have discussions with people and, and they don't have to be absolute. Uh, yeah. you can, you can leave there with something that is thought provoking that may stir something in you to yeah. dig into some type of energy or some type of investigative technique or some type of creation that may help us in discovering what the connection is between the energetic ethos and our living world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and that's, I think that is the defining layer between a, a professional in the field and, and someone who's just in it to, uh, for the thrill of the adrenaline rush. Right. Yep. Wow. Well, you know, I've, I've always kind of thought that too, because, um, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to, you know, when I watch some of these paranormal shows or a podcast or listen to people talk, you know, you get these hard headed people that, you know, they say they're open minded, but they're not. And they no. end up, you know, being hostile or whatever. Yeah. And I've always believed if you don't agree with somebody, you have two choices. You can either shut up and leave it alone mm -hmm. or grab some equipment, go out there and either <laughs> prove it or disprove it. Right. <coughs> and, and, and you could sit well, and said. talk about it. You can talk yeah. about it. Yep. You, you don't have to, you, you are entitled to believe and think whatever you mm -hmm. want. You are a free living being in this century that we're in. Right. And, and beyond <laughs> that, we, we don't know, you know, right. we, no. we have faith and we have belief and we have certain things that have occurred to us that lead us to existence that occurs beyond that. And in today's scientific uh, society that demands proof, you know, we're, we're looking for that. We're looking mm -hmm. for something that proves that there is uh, something else out there. Now, what we may discover down the road through actual study of this is we, we may find that, you know, maybe it's aliens. I don't know. You know, I well, hope to God not. And the only reason no, I that's because you don't Steph need hates that. Aliens. Steph hates aliens. <laughs> hey, listen, I mean? I'm all there too, so I I don't want <laughs> aliens here. No, we have enough problems as it is. The last thing we need is. Oh yeah, aliens. yeah, no. Hey, like listen, those, those guys Will are far Smith more advanced than we are. They're looking down here, saying, "Uh, uh, no, we're staying yeah, over here." What we're, is going on down there? We'll, like we'll, seriously. We'll, we'll, We'll let them kill each other. Then we'll go take over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say this, you know, one of the other issues that when, like I said, people, scientific community demands evidence. Yeah. And the problem is there are some things we just can't get the evidence on. Look how right. long it took for Einstein's theory about the Higgs boson to be proven. I mean, it mm -hmm. took almost a hundred yeah. years before they actually came up with the technology, the yeah. Large Hadron Collider, yes. to prove that. So it's not that there isn't evidence out there. Mm -hmm. It's just we may not be at the technological level to be able right. to pick up those evidence and, you know, bring it down to a quantifiable data point. Well, and, and what we've done as a society, we have come to put constraints on our laws of physics, science yep. and chemistry. Right. We say everything operates within this neat little sphere and nothing can occur outside of this because it's not proven. Well, that's incorrect because yes. all of the stuff that we have proven is just our book of knowledge that we've been able to acquire thus far. There's still <laughs> things out there that we're, I mean, for crying out loud, we're, we're still, we've not been to the, some of the deepest places Well, we've been to the deepest trench in the ocean, but I mean, we've still places yeah. we haven't explored. There's still right. land that we haven't explored. Uh, there's places mm -hmm. in the wilderness that we've not explored. Yep. You know, and that brings us to Bigfoot, but you know, there's, there's, <laughs> and we know more about, we know more about space than we do about our own ocean. You, you're right. Absolutely. 100%. Or supposedly. We, yeah. We've not, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Story. Um, 
But I mean, we've, you know, have we, we've not been through the layers of the earth. We don't know what exists in the center. Mm -hmm. We have speculation of what exists there, but no yep. one's been there to visually see it. So what proof do you have except for some scientists said, I postulate this based upon this calculation and that makes it true. And so then everybody's like, oh, we follow, we believe. And, and it may not be. <laughs> it's so true though. And it's, but it's, it's, it's the true. science that people are comfortable with. Yes. And um, you know, to not create mass hysteria or, you know, or to stroke somebody's ego or whatever it right. might be. Um, you know, we have the science and the technology to prove that energy is real. We know mm -hmm. that from seventh grade science class, right? Mm -hmm. Force, mm -hmm. motion. Um, so why we know that we put off energy. We know that we have the ability to be energy. Um, one of the fascinating things that I think if you guys are not familiar with is the division of perceptual studies at the University mm -hmm. of Virginia. Mm -hmm. There's a group of doctors wow. and scientists that study people like myself. They were featured in the Netflix documentary, uh, surviving death. Yes. And I will be honest oh. with you, like some of that, Watch some it. of the crazy stuff, I was yelling at the TV. He'll tell you we were sitting in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> I'm yelling at the TV about like seance parts and mediumship and stuff like that. But the part where they follow near-death experiences and um, children recalling past lives. Um, absolutely fascinating. I was telling that one of those stories just the other day. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, um, so the Division of Perceptual Studies has different studies that happen from time to time. Um, they study people like myself and they study um, currently, I haven't checked in a while, but their last current project was near-death experiences and trying to prove that consciousness exists outside of the physical body. And they have been able to gather enough evidence to really sit there and prove that this is exactly what happens. But it's mm -hmm. the science that people are comfortable with that you can't go and tell the world guess what? When you die, this is what happens. Or you can die, this happens, and then you come back to your physical body because people will lose their minds. And a lot of it goes against their organized religion beliefs. And right. that just sends people into a whole new, you know, wormhole of crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I found this out recently. And this really tripped me up because mm -hmm. I was raised a Christian. The early Christian prior to the Spanish Inquisition actually believed in reincarnation. It wouldn't be until the, uh, the Roman uh, emperor would, you know, establish Christianity as its uh, primary religion. But if you actually go before that, you know, between the time when Jesus died to Roman uh, Rome establishing Christianity as its main religion, there was a period when they actually did believe in reincarnation. There was a Don't group. Don't get me yes. started on the yeah, group. There was a group. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the so, thing. You know, How much get... time do you have? <laughs> That's that's a lot of discussion right there. It is. Yeah. And I've got I've got books that I can reference. Yes. Right above your head. <laughs> right I above my head. Imagine. So that actually goes into one of the questions I have. Have either one of you experienced any of your Akashic records? No. <clears throat> um, not through somebody that claims to read Akashic records. Um, do I think that um different parts of past lives and your soul contract can come to you in this particular life? Yes. Can I say that Scott and I have experienced some of that in this lifetime? Absolutely. Um, but I still feel weird about people that claim to um, fully read Akashic records because, 
or people that do just straight up like past life readings, not a regression, because most of the time it doesn't resonate with the person that's sitting there. So it's hard to validate. Um, mm. But Scott and I have had some really strange experiences that would probably take us the next three days to tell you guys um, <laughs> that I've have. Had some my, I've had some myself, so I kind of. We um we kind of accidentally discovered that uh, this probably is not the first life that we've lived together um, in a wow. very, very strange, bizarre way that just continues seven years later. I think that's probably the best way to sum that up unless you have it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's good enough that, for me. That's, that's a really <laughs> good way to sum it up because, I mean, it's, 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 it's one thing to sit down and look and say, okay, this is, this is what I see when mm -hmm. I get in this meditative state where I'm able to explore this. It's another when you both do that and you come out and you individually write down what you saw and then you compare it and they are they are of the utmost similarities that it's undeniable they're puzzle pieces kind of like down to the building and what they yeah, were wearing yeah. no everything. down yeah. down to the down to <clears throat> the pattern that is on the pants that you're wearing at the time yeah. of this death yeah yep um yeah. we we've experienced that we've also i think a lot of people especially in romantic relationships will fantasize the idea of having a twin flame or soulmate or being with somebody uh, in a past life yep. because that's what everybody really feels from you know tv and movies and stuff like that that that's what you want in your life you know sometimes they don't feel like their relationship that they have is happy enough or good enough because they don't fit those categories you know according to what mainstream media puts out there um when scott and i met Neither of us were looking for a relationship at all. We were probably, um, I don't want to speak for you, but the furthest away from ever wanting mm -hmm. another relationship. Uh, we yes. had both been through hell and back. And um, when we met, it was, it was insane from the minute that we shook hands. And um, I remember thinking when I first met him, like, I know you. Mm -hmm. and like the way we met was just so strange and we walked away from that i just thought like i'll never see you again i'll never talk to you again but like i know you and this bothers me it wasn't like oh god he's really attractive like of course he is but like um it wasn't like um like a you know i need to be with you it was like i don't know how i know you and it really like it, it right it unsettled my soul um mm -hmm. and it it bothered me to the core but to realize that we had um some things happened to us that day that neither of us could explain that neither of us had ever felt before um that could be categorized i guess would be like supernatural um we didn't know what to do with it it wasn't like um oh wow it's like this romantic you know love story and you know this is how it it, it happened um it scared us both <laughs> i think it made us both have a lot of questions and go like i don't know if i want to meet this person again what else is gonna happen right. you know yeah mm -hmm. and every single time we saw each other physically like in person because we we lived a thousand miles apart from each other something strange would happen and it would freak us both out to the point where like almost like when you stick your finger up to like an electrical socket and it sparks 
Um, right. and you keep doing it and it keeps happening. Like you keep wondering, like, why am I doing this? Okay, um, I, I assume you're only talking about like getting close to it and not actually sticking it in the socket. Like, that's the kind of stuff my uncle used to do to us kids. Oh, let him learn. You know, he'll learn eventually. We, we didn't learn. Okay. We're still here. We didn't learn. Um, and it's only gotten far worse seven years later. <laughs> oh, so Energized. there's no, there's no saying it at this point. So, uh, but, well, we are at that one hour mark. We're actually past the one hour mark. Yeah. Oh man, went quick. Know. Didn't it? So, you know, we can continue the conversation, or we can, you know, leave it at the cliffhanger for a part two and have you guys come back and you know and just keep going further down the rabbit hole. And hopefully, I will say, I do have a really bad penchant for you know. When I start down a rabbit hole, I just cut the brake line yep. and let that go kart go. <laughs> yeah. so, Here we go. But you know what? That's that's the amazing part <laughs> about philosophical discussions is yep. that mm-hmm. when you get to that point and you're able to just let go and get into philosophical academic type discussion, you find out so much that you're able to take away from everyone who is helping each other learn right. and you can take that into your own lives into your own investigations into mm-hmm. your own exploration and it helps you grow and it's the it's the best way to do it i mean yeah. it really is it's it's when, when you when you get down to it the world of paranormal investigators and teams and paradrama and bs and all that it, it's it's all because people want that individualism. They want to be the standout. And right. if you wipe that piece away and you just say, hey, we're all here just to try to learn and just to try to find exactly. answers. Exactly. And, and let's share that with each other and share our, our life experiences. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can figure something out. And if we do, let's talk about it. You know, I don't have to yeah. believe everything you say, but you know mm-hmm. what? Listen to me and, and take it away. And I'll listen to you and, and, and we just explore. So, and then like you said, or like you said earlier, you know, even though you might not believe in it then, but maybe it, it will vibrate something, you know, and yeah. it's like, Hey, wait yeah. a minute. You never know. Or, it's like, or you've had the conversation before. And it's like, Hey, I, we went down this. Now I've seen that's what he's talking about. That's it. I remember one of the very first times that I spoke to a group. I was in New York, actually, in a in a <laughs> in a stadium, and uh, I spoke to a group. And now, mind you, this group was all professed werewolves and vampires. Um, and nothing against them. I mean, they were great people. Um, they didn't. No one. No one ate me. Hey, um, how you doing? <laughs> but but. but you know, I was explaining to them my religious beliefs, but not in an adversarial way. It's like, I'm not preaching to you. I'm just telling you mm-hmm. what I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm tying right. that belief into how it's helped me to evolve as an investigator and how I'm able to have my faith in one hand and science in the other and walk this path. And right. it was amazing that after the show, I had this one woman, I'll never forget it. I was, I was three kinds of SOBs before I got up and spoke hirsch that's what she told me i mean she, i was like every word out of her mouth i was an sob and i got up and and spoke did this whole presentation thing and we got finished the crowd was clapping everybody was happy i walked out she come up she set her hand out she said i want to shake your hand as an equal and i was mm-hmm. like what do you mean as an equal 
She goes, I judged you beforehand, but I've never heard anyone explain what you just explained the way you explained it. And it makes sense. Right. And I was like, that's cool. That, that, that's the greatest compliment that you can ever get. Yeah. Is that right. someone has that epiphany and is able to understand something and it's not adversarial. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and it's also, like you said, it's a great feeling that, you know, that you can actually exchange that with each other and get along and understand yeah. it from there. That's it. That's it. Now, people can only apply that to the world of politics. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> right. I agree. Amen. I agree. Let's not get into that one. No. <laughs> but wouldn't it be nice if we could? Yeah. We would be here all night with that. All night long. Tell you. All night yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, see, I used to have a podcast where I was, uh, I would kind of like Joe Rogan a little bit. Where yeah. I, I was questioning everything, and I, I mm-hmm. would piss people off to no end. But that's um, the thing—you have to question everything. Oh, oh, there she is. Everything froze. That was weird. Okay, well, you're back. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Could be her ghost. <laughs> I don't know what's Could happening be. now. Really everything behaves. But I'm sitting that's in a different been spot out than I normally over am. Hour. We need to haunt. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean my, my lamp hasn't clicked off yet. And sometimes that thing no, will just turn it turns off. Yeah, now I that you said that it, happen. might do it now. Listen, <laughs> Watch, it's gonna yeah. do it now. I have yeah. it on video. I video oh my, I was sitting there because it happened and I was videoing and I'm I'm videoing the lamp and I said, Okay, if if you're still here, I know that you know you just did this, but can you do it one more time? Just turn that little knob, turn that lamp off. And you can literally hear the button click. The light goes oh. off. It's it's awesome. No! I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's like, well, in a candy store with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the very first podcast I was on, um, Crossover Paranormal with Jonathan Meyer. Uh, and Aletha <laughs> was like, Aaron, do you realize that your lights are flickering in your kitchen? And I looked, and sure enough, my lights were flashing. And I'm looking back, I'm like, I can't explain that. My wife goes in there, turned on the kitchen light, dug whatever, and it comes back out, turned the light off, starts flashing again. And at this point, you know, I mean, I was just new to actually investigate. And I've been studying the paranormal for years, but mm-hmm. I was just getting into investigation. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I went in there, unplugged the lights, I said, I am not playing this game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually win that battle. Um, I'll wake oh up boy. the TV turns itself on. Um, the the light in the room outside my bedroom um, will just randomly turn itself on. So I just give up. Your security cameras say person detected. Oh my god, that's driving me absolutely insane. I just put <laughs> that's, up security that's a new cameras. One. Get that notification <clears throat> thing. My whole like so. When I was younger, like I would be able to like hear something happening and I'd be able to stand at the bottom of the stairs and just slightly see like my bedroom um, and my TV and I would see that it's on and I'd yell at the stairs and like knock it off, shut it down and they would, they'd shut it right off. Um, Or I'd wake up in the middle of the night to like my TV turned on and like just the number nine going across the TV, like somebody's just leaning on the remote. That used to drive me crazy too. I'm like, stop it. I'm trying to sleep. Um, Oh my God. Uh Uh-uh. The worst thing, <laughs> Scott bought me this, um, I babe, I don't know what the heck it's called, but like you plug it in, you plug your, you know, lamps and stuff into it. So you have a little remote where you can oh, yeah, just yeah. turn it off from across the room. Cause mm. 
I just got lazy. I'm like, I don't want to keep walking across the room to turn my lamp off. So <clears throat> that, that was his way of solving my laziness. Um, so <laughs> the remote will be on my nightstand and I'll hear click and my lights will turn on in the middle of the night. And it drives me absolutely insane because I'm like, nobody wants to wake up to like lights on, you know, like no. surprise. Um, so that happens quite often. But I installed security cameras recently. And um, the ones that I have either say motion detected or person detected. And they are highly accurate. Um, and it keeps telling me only occasionally but nonstop. It's not just one time. It's like 10 times in a row person detected. And there's nothing there. There's not even a squirrel. Um, there's no movement. And it's driving me absolutely bonkers. So I'm going to have to go talk to the ghosts out there and just be like, listen. What the crap? Make me bring the holy water. But we so have bad. seen ghosts in that area before. So it <laughs> oh, makes no, sense. We, have. we know. Yes. Um, they're just not being picked up by the, the video camera. I'm not out there at the time it's happening. But um, actually, I was on, on the phone with you this morning. You were. And I said... Oh, look, I'm in my driveway. And it says that there is a person detected on my car camera, which is directly behind oh. my car, but there's nothing here. Um, yeah, I've been seeing wow. a video pop up about that now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, cool. It's annoying to me. I'm like, stop running the batteries down on my camera. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to keep charging them. <laughs> I think I think I'd grab a lawn chair and go out there and sit and start talking to them, see if we I do. can see BBPs. Yep. We have. We do that. We do that often. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) We'll sit out by the fire. But, I mean, the area that I grew up in, um, this entire entire area, all the land was King Philip's War, um, which was the bloodiest Native American battle in U.S. history. Wow. Um, If you guys don't know about it, definitely look into it. It's um, it's pretty pretty harsh. Um, So there is a lot of Native American um, energy around here. And... um, just a lot of energy in general. So we'll sit out there. We'll, we'll talk to things. There was one night we tried to do an investigation here and uh, we actually heard a horse. What? And we thought we were insane. When we went outside, there were, there were tracks, tracks. That'd be cool. And wow. there's no way, like if somebody was riding a horse in this neighborhood, first of all, it's illegal where I am. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You can't just ride a horse up the street. Um, right. It would not happen. So I just, I just noticed something. I wanted to, correct it real quick i think i may have sent you the uh cut off my oh no i didn't so my my <laughs> at at the bottom of the screen that's scrolling it says at scott porter it should be at scott porter tn that oh. at scott porter's that guy from like friday night lights or whatever you know gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> right. i'm, He's I'm always getting accused of being him He's an imposter yeah. <laughs> He's an imposter. He's an imposter. <laughs> oh god <laughs> well that was uh, quite interesting. Was not expected, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> loved it, loved it. Um, no, but that's very interesting that you get to sit outside and investigate. And but having it in your house, I, I would have a hard time sleeping with one eye open. I don't know if I can sleep. <laughs> I don't know I'm how do you handle that. Like you have to like. Saying like, don't bother me, I'm sleeping, or you just later with your eyes hoping to go to sleep without them like, hey, you awake yet? I (laughs) I mean, it's, I don't know how to describe it except for like, because I've experienced it my whole life here. um, Right. 
I know that it's familiar energy. I, I absolutely okay. know when it's not. So you, you're um, comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, if I hear like boot steps, like walking up to my door, I'm like, whatever. Like, good night. There was one night <laughs> I felt so bad. Scott no. was here. <laughs> and um, I think that was the night you said, babe, that you kept waking up to somebody walking into the doorway and around the bed yeah. and it happened yeah. like All three nights. to five times and i just slept wow. through it because i'm just used to it right and he's yeah, like somebody was walking in the room all night yeah i'm a light sleeper in that now and drive me that shit crazy and knowing that somebody <laughs> is watching me while i'm sleeping and knowing that i hear it I'm fully awake. I look I at him and say, like listen, that. if you don't want to see it, you better leave or close your eyes. That's all I'm telling you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you, have been, you have been forewarned. I'm just telling oh you. <laughs> yeah. the, um, I mean, there's been quite a few things that have happened to him in this house um, <clears throat> that have been, you know, mighty surprising. But the thing that doesn't bother me about here is um, they are very protective of the family and the house and the land. And right. they have proven to me time and time again that they are absolutely watching out for me. So nice. um, we just have like, we just coexist and it works. So they don't really bother me. It's just, you know, if you trying to take me out with something that's flying across the room, like just, you know, let's, let's be a little bit more gentle with that. But Well, see, I live in a department complex that is plagued with shadow figures. Mm -hmm. And my wife sees them all the time. Her sister across the hall sees them at the, all the time. We have an elderly woman that lived down the hall. She tells me about them all the time. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, it's actually, uh, I, I was telling Anna about this a couple of days ago. <clears throat> Upstairs, down the hall, there's the corner apartment. Uh, for a long time, there was a woman that lived there, and she has suffered some mental deterioration. At least that's what we believe. Mm-hmm. Cause she was always thinking, all oh, the FBI is out there watching me, you know, my phone mm -hmm. wired, my all that. She just rambling. Um, she couldn't control her bodily functions, so she mm -hmm. would sometimes, you know, mess herself. And she died. Well, about two months later, a young guy moved in there. We all met him, you know, it seemed like a pretty decent guy. He moved in there, and then, like, about three months into his day he started displaying the same symptoms and he even had to go ch get checked into the hospital because he was saying the fbi watching him his hmm. phones were bugged his place was bugged <coughs> and he eventually moved out well now my sister-in-law who lives across the hall is thinking about moving into that apartment because it's a two bedroom she just got a kid mm -hmm. and i'm just like you know on one side of me it's just like what are you freaking nuts yeah, you know the history of this place. It's like bad juju here, and the other side of me is like, well, if she moved in. <laughs> night, I get investigated. Well, yeah. <laughs> there could be like a scientific cause for that happening too. It could be high EMF that's causing yeah. it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it could be fumes that's causing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Originally, I had thought maybe black mold, but then I, I was thinking, well, if it was black mold, more people would get it because that would get in the air vent. Listen, I have I have found people who were having um, uh, they had toxic poisoning because of a glue that was used that was interacting <clears throat> with the padding in the carpet. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I had I had another family one time that had stored um, fertilizer under their house, mm -hmm. and and wow. 
listen, the, it it was about to kill him. Like if it if we hadn't discovered like <laughs> what was causing it, it would have killed him. Um, right. Yeah. You know, because that stuff was starting to break down and and it was it was bad. But, uh, you know, it could be any number of things that's causing it. But you also have to think, too, that as the mind starts to become altered in that different consciousness, you know, there's things that you connect with in that in that conscious travel as your mind changes the way it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we see it. We see it a lot and we we just write it off. But, you know, I personally think there's something to that. As the mind right. is altered. Yeah. Oh, so many good conversations. I know. I, say, I, I could take go on a whole route whole, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you got kids and yeah. you got to get going. I <laughs> yes. wish I could have you here a little bit longer. I, I really pushed it a little bit more than I expected, but I really appreciate it from the both of you guys. I truly do. And absolutely, this was absolutely great having you guys here. Um, I have to book to, you on again. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so do you guys have anything coming up in the future or do you care to, to share anything? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. They, what date is Holbrook? So um, we will be in South Weymouth, Massachusetts, um, investigating a place called the Holbrook Homestead, which has never Ooh, been investigated before. That. Um, mm -hmm. it is brand new to, um, the world of paranormal investigation. Um, it dates back to the 1700s, but it also is used as a museum that holds centuries worth of, yeah. uh, artifacts, which is absolutely wild. We've been in there nice. ourselves. We've, we've held some pretty cool objects that were present at the time that we were there. Um, like that Abigail Adams dress. Yes. Wow. Um, like uniforms yeah. from the Civil War. Yeah. Yes. Revolutionary. <laughs> Revolutionary War. Yeah. There's items in there from every war that we've ever fought in. Yes. So just, it's phenomenal. Um, it's a yeah. really cool location. So we're looking forward to that. That is March 23rd. Um, and we have tickets still on sale. Not very many are left. Um, and you can get those by going to Haunted Holbrook dot eventbrite.com or just go to one of our social media um yeah. pages that since are up there and it's easy and you can find it there or message us and we'll send you the link mm -hmm. and it's 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 going to be small groups too that's going to be the best part because it is a it is a small location like yeah. that yep. but we're doing small groups for this one and uh it's a it's the first you know so let's try it out and yeah. see what happens Mm -hmm. And you won't have to deal with uh, conflicting vibrations from people contaminating the the overall feel. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So other than that, we have plenty going on. Um, I see. We just haven't announced it yet. So um, mm. we're always up to something. I was th you're thinking. I was about to say something else. I'm like, I can't say that yet. <laughs> damn. Damn, damn, damn. So I'm getting, I'm getting it's getting late. And I, have, I don't have any more caffeine in me right now. So I'm kind of like, I'm getting, I'm getting loose lips, you know. <laughs> if you guys are more interested in finding out what Scott and Stephanie have going on, the link for their uh, pages are down in the description. You go there, mm -hmm. check them out, uh, follow them, support them, share their uh, posts. Uh, speaking of sharing, you're more than welcome to share whatever you've got going on yes. on Paraphobia Radio. Thank you. Yep. We've been more yeah, than happy. This is to your home you. now. So, oh, any, wonderful. Don't be shy. You know, anybody who comes on this broadcast, we treat them with love and respect and to make them feel like 
you know, have to be shy to come here just because they were just only on the broadcast. This is your home now. You can share whatever you like. Um, you can share any you like, Stephanie, about um, if you got anything going on with your medium or anything like that. Thank you. I have a lot of respect for that as well. Scott, you know, the drill, you. anything you got going on <laughs> is more than welcome. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Yeah, the You're same welcome. for my page as well for the Eternal Expo Pack Paranormal here. More than welcome yep. to post anything awesome. on there as well. Awesome. Yeah, Thank we got guys. a lot of pages. <laughs> Trying to think of all the pages to tell you <laughs> it's like, did I miss one? <laughs> well, that's why I had to stop accepting so many invites. If I go back yeah. and look at my page invites, I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, I still yes. get so many paranormal uh, investigator invites on Paraphobia Radio. It's insane. So mm -hmm. I appreciate it. <laughs> I really do, but you know, it's very hard to keep up with sometimes. It's tough. That's to why I have him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We miss so much because our pages are just crazy too. But yeah. um, right. we definitely appreciate all of you having us on. Um, and we'd love to come back in the we future. Yeah. Oh, so I was hoping you say that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are great. It's a great show. So yeah, we love thank it. you yeah. so much. Oh, thank you so very much. It was yeah, a real coming, guys. real honor yeah. to have you guys here. It really was very unexpected. And um thanks to Scott for responding to me, which it was a real honor with that. I have to get Absolutely. you on on my pages, Stephanie. So yeah, this way you have definitely. me on there. Perfect. Cool, cool. All right. Well, yeah, I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said i'm gonna put you guys in the back room and just hang tight for a quick minute and we'll just kind of do a, a quick um discussion about where the audio of this goes and all that okay okay all right well nice. thanks again so much guys and uh i'll talk to you guys in just a moment okay thank you thank you you're welcome all right that was an awesome wow what do you guys think? that was absolutely amazing I, I'm so awesome. speechless. I can't even say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was oh, definitely man. a great show. Yes. Oh, it was unbelievable. So tune in. Uh, March 1st will be another Paranormal TV guest coming on. Um, the Secret will be out uh, soon this weekend or next week. The flyer will be uh, coming out. Um, after that, I, I think I have another second paranormal investigator that has also been on tv which i know who he is so there's two coming on which i am very um thankful for and i cannot wait to announce them and uh with that said um excellent show everybody <laughs> well done i agree thank all you right, for being go. here sean again i appreciate all your help and shadow well done like always I appreciate you having me, guys. This is great. All right. Well, anything you, any uh, last shout-outs you want to do for your page, Sean? Uh, this Sunday, we have Jamie Lynn Keller, Keller from Party Paranormal. Okay. She'll be on the show. And uh, like I said, you can find me on the Eternal X-Wolf Pack Paranormal. And you can find me on Serene Divine with Pam Harris and with Anna and Aaron here. All right. Well, that just leaves me, I guess. So. Yep, absolutely. As That's I always say, <laughs> be smart, <laughs> be safe, and be kind to one another because you never know, your one act of kindness might change somebody's life. And as always, stay spooky. <laughs>